Hi, welcome to Lane's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, better family, better health, better business, better self, how to be better to do better, right guys? And I am so honored to have you joining us as we are launching season six. And we thought before we do that, let's play a few of our popular episodes. Right, Mr. Como? That is correct, Mrs. Como. Hmm. So, which episode are we sharing today? Today, we're going back in the vault to episode number 46. Which, for those who know what all the episodes are, which is probably only us, it was an interview with Mr. Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. And you did two interviews with him. The That's first right. one was sort of talking about business, of course. And right. the second one... Is about family, children, and teaching kids how... To live with money, deal with money, save money, make money, right? Yep, lots of personal stuff too, so it's sort of Kevin O'Leary as you haven't heard him before. Yeah, totally awesome. Very much respect for this man. Let's get to it. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about the business of real life. If you're a working mom or a mompreneur, this is where you want to be. This is where we share tips right off Elaine's Kitchen Table about business and parenting. Being a mom of three and wearing multiple hats, from CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisies Limited to speaker and educator, Elaine knows how valuable your time is, so this podcast is going to be short and sweet. Whether you're tuning in while driving to a meeting, washing dishes, or sitting in the school parking lot waiting to pick up the kids, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated to be that successful person you're capable of being and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I am so honored to have you here with us today where we talk about the business of real life. That's the lessons we learn right here off our kitchen table about business, about parenting, about life. To inspire encourage, inspire, and to motivate each other to be successful and to be that person we want our children to grow up to be. Today, my guest is Kevin O'Leary. He does not need any introduction, but if you do want to catch my lengthier introduction for Mr. O'Leary, please do tune into episode 18, where that is part one of our interview with Kevin O'Leary. Now, I know that you might know Kevin O'Leary as the chairman of O'Leary Funds. You might also know him as a contributing columnist to CTV, BNN. You might also know Kevin as a contributor to CNBC, ABC News, and Good Morning America, just to name a few. Now, I'm very aware that many of you know Kevin as an investor of ABC's television's Emmy Award-winning television show called Shark Tank. But did you know that my guest is also an active photographer, a guitarist, and the author of three number one best-selling books, Cold Heart Truth, Men, Women, and Money, and my all-time favorite, Family, Kids, and Money. I am so honored to say that Easy Daisies is actually in Kevin's third book, so you're going to have to pick that up. But without further ado, I would like to introduce our guest to you, Mr. Kevin O'Leary. Great here. Thank you, Lynn. I am going to move on to questions about about family and money, and you've written several amazing bestseller books about this. And my question is, in, in your book, The Cold Heart Truth, about family, kids, and money, you share that parents need to be the ones teaching their children about money, that the parents need to give their children an MBA. And I remember when the first time I saw it, I'm like, an MBA? And then I read the chapter, and I'm like, how brilliant. 
do you want to tell our listeners what your MBA is that you're talking about and how we can do that? Well, you know, the, the, the concept um, of this whole idea is that if you think about uh, financial literacy, it's in, in children of the ages five to seven years old in schools, we teach them math, reading skills, geography, sex education, and never talk to them about business or debt or money. And so then we scratch our heads a decade later when they start to take on debt when they go to college, university, and in their early or late teen, early 20s, or early teens, they find themselves 80, 100, $110,000 in debt, not understanding how serious that is. And so what I've learned is that you, you have a responsibility to actually educate children about something that schools don't. Now, whether we can change our laws to fix it, but I've started teaching my kids about money at the age of five. Uh, get the concept of what that was. And so that's, in all of my books I talk about this, but financial literacy is, is absolutely critical to teach your children. Or they're going to have a, you know, there's two relationships you can have with money in your life. You can have a good one that you understand what it's there for, or you can have a horrible one where you go into debt and it actually ruins you as you get older. So that's what I'm trying to avoid in all of these concepts I'm talking about is this idea of having money as an extra family member at the dining room table all the time talking about the role of money in the family. People find it a little strange at the beginning, but it ends up being very, very effective. I, I am going to go back to your MBA because you actually call it MBA because it stands for Money and Banking Awareness. And I, I love how you said that you you talk about money and you show it in real life and that you tried to avoid using a plastic magic card when your children were little, but you tried to use cash as often as possible and actually brought your children to the bank machine and showed them that that this machine is giving you the money that you worked hard for. And once you use it, that's it. That's it. And I think that's very brilliant and something that I'll be implementing in, in our children's life because our kids are, are now six and eight and 12. And when you talk about financial literacy, um, it's, it's, you had mentioned that it's not just about getting money, but it's also about what you give. Can you elaborate on that? What do you mean by this? But I, you know, when you talk about the MBA and, and the awareness of the banking system, we can't actually put accounts in our children's names until they're 18 years old. That's when you can transfer over in, into their names and start to build a credit history for them. But when you do it in trust, you explain the rules of the road. And in the case of, of many of these secret accounts I call or secret tenants, you take 10% of any money the child is given or they earn and you put it in this account and it's theirs forever, they should start to understand that that account is theirs and it's eventually going to be given to them, nobody can touch it. Your job as a parent is to be a trustee of it until you can pass it over into their name and then let them start building their own credit rating. And so that relationship with money and its role in the family is really what I'm focusing on and getting people to understand. Um, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's tough, but you have to do it. And it's it's as important as sex education or reading or math. I mean, it really is. And I think it's one of the roles parents have to do. Kevin, did you ever give your children an allowance? Yes, I did. And I made them take 10% of that and put it in the bank as well. So even if it was 50 cents out of $5, they still had to do it. How old were your children when you started an allowance? 
Five years old. Five years old. And that was also with their birthday money? Because I, I know that you wrote about birthday money. They were gifted anything. Anything they were gifted, I did that. No, thank you. Now, if you could, if you could give advice, Kevin, to an 18-year-old version of yourself. So if you could go back and tell the 18-year-old Kevin O'Leary a word of advice, what would you tell yourself that you now know but didn't know when you were 18? Don't buy useless stuff. Don't spend your money on crap that doesn't mean anything to a year later. There's so much stuff we all buy for ourselves that we don't need. I would have been so much better off to put that money in a bank at an earlier age. It would have made my life a lot easier later on. But you don't learn that early enough. Most people make that mistake. But I certainly have helped my children to understand they shouldn't buy garbage they don't need. And they don't. That is great advice. I guess the difficulty is, is making that judgment when you're holding it and wanting it. <laughs> well, the whole, world, the whole world in North America is designed to take money away from you. You should understand that from the day you're born. And so that's just the nature of our capitalist society. You've got to understand what matters is to get out of debt, start saving, and have a nest egg that will protect you for the rest of your life. No, thank you. Now, Kevin, you and your wife started a family tradition to sit down and have a family meal once a week, no matter what. And that was in your book. Do you still do that? I do. And we, we work very hard to get the whole family together every weekend, usually now because our kids live in different cities. That means we try and go to a city where one of them is working and bring the other in. And it's been a tradition that we've held true for many, many years. And it, we're just so used to it that we go to the trouble to make it happen now. Why is that family meal so important? It's a touch point for the family to compare notes on what's going on, what everybody's doing, the trials and tribulations of life, and just staying together and, and enjoying the benefits of being a family. Thank you. I, I agree. Family is very important. And, and I love that in your book you said that, that there is one thing that is more important than dollars. And I thought we should highlight this in Kevin O'Leary's book. And you said, and that is the time that you spend with your kids because that's invaluable. I, I think that was probably uh, my favorite sentence in that book. And, and there were a lot, there's a lot of highlights in your book. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, I have to ask you a bunch of fun questions because I know that our listeners want to know. And I have a lightning round of questions. So, Kevin, you're going to give me that first answer that comes to mind. Okay. okay, here we go. What is your favorite song to play on the guitar? My favorite song to play on the guitar are, is the blues in E, because I love to jam with it and uh, play lead and then go back to rhythm with another guitarist. So a very simple E, A, B, those are the three chords that make up all the blues. Thank you. How many guitars do you own? I own about uh, 25 guitars now. Lot. That's a lot of guitars. Are they all in one city or are they spread out? No, they're spread out around different cities and different countries. So I've got, you know, collect I usually have three to five guitars with me wherever I am. Okay. What is your favorite vacation spot? Probably um, uh, Neil, Switzerland, which is between Geneva and Lausanne, and Muskoka, Canada. Those are my two favorites. I, I spend a lot of time in both. Thank you. And are you a morning person or a night person? Definitely a morning person. Definitely. More productive? Yes. <laughs> and who is your mentor? 
my father, my stepfather is my mentor. George uh, taught me a lot. I speak about him in the book quite often. Um, you know, my, my original biological father died when I was very young, when he was only 37, and then my stepfather raised me and taught me a lot about business and life. Thank you. What is your favorite wine besides the obvious, the O'Leary wine? Well, it's still the O'Leary wines. <laughs> <laughs> I blend it myself, and it's got to be a pretty big business. They're really good. What can I say? And where can we buy the O'Leary wine? You can buy them anywhere in North America now. We have them in Canada and the United States, Costco in the U.S., uh, LCBO in Canada, other retailers across Canada. It's great. So if someone wants to pick up their first bottle of O'Leary wine, which would you recommend? I think the um, Chardonnay, because it's summer, is terrific. I'm certainly drinking a lot of that myself right now. <laughs> Thank you. What is your favorite meal, Kevin? My favorite meal is escargot, which I make myself. I'm a master chef at escargot, and I make crepe flambe l'orange, which is an orange crepe flambe. Those are my two favorites, the snails and the dessert. You are multi-talented. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I know you are into photography, and you are a photographer. Who is someone you would like to take a portrait of? That's very interesting. I've always wanted to shoot rock and roll legends and I guess the band I'd want to shoot would be Steely Dan because I've always been a fan of their music it's timeless and I think they're great players I think you'll have to add that to your list of to-do's <laughs> <laughs> now one thing that is on your bucket list to do what is that to, to learn how to play the lead on Reeling in the Years by Steely Dan which is a very tough lead to play most guitarists know what I'm talking about there's two really hard lead charts. One is from Asia, a Steely Dan classic, and the other is Reeling in the Years, two classic songs by Steely Dan. It's going to take a long time, but I'm going to do it before I die. That's my hope. At least on Reeling in the Years, I will. Oh, that's fabulous. And you're going to have to start a YouTube channel for just that song. <laughs> <laughs> and who is the next person you will buy Easy Daisies for? The next person? Probably a new mother, because it's such a great productivity tool for families. That's it. I mean, that's really what makes the business work. Thank you. And lastly, if someone could play Kevin O'Leary in a movie, so someone play you in your life, who would you choose? Well, the guy that looks the most like me is Brad Pitt, so I'd probably choose him. <laughs> I, I think that sounds great that sounds great I do have to ask now because you know that I am the, the easy daisy lady the creator of children's visual routines I have to ask you about your the most important routine of the day which is the morning routine I know that you have your list of uh, priorities to do but what else is a part of your morning routine Kevin well I, I also work out first thing in the morning usually at 6.30 to 7.30 every day uh, exercise is important and it lets me you know focus on a few things I watch some business television during that time catch up on the international stories from overseas and then hit my desk at around 7:30. so it's generally get up work out get my 10 things done by noon that's my routine every day and what is the Kevin O'Leary breakfast oh I, I'm pretty healthy in that area I eat a lot of fiber cereals with fruit some yogurt um, I've reduced my coffee intake a bit, but I still have a cup. But it's generally a fiber breakfast. That's what I want. And I have to try and eat fish for lunch and, and then protein for dinner. Thank you very much, Mr. O'Leary. No problem. 
It's been an honor to have you. And I know that uh, all our listeners, including myself, has been inspired in the business of real life. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.